Yeah, Nevada blows, though, man. God, they're so bad. <laughs> I mean, God. Listen. Hey, don't pull any punches. Tell us how you really feel about Listen, them. they blow like a homeless crackhead in San Francisco <laughs> looking for one more hit. <laughs> I mean, God bless their bad. So, Jesus. <laughs> there, there's no way I can hop out there with them. <laughs> he can't what? even recover from go? that. <laughs> what we've lost josh what he's he's, he's t- what what's wrong what are you doing what are you laughing we're running a show here uh well if you wouldn't say insane things what's insane i mean that's I lost, how bad they blow he's i've lost his video even i don't even know where he went i got you yeah it's all good <laughs> Woo. Uh, why does it have to be San Francisco? Why are you always yeah, being San Francisco? Right. Well, I mean, have you saw that place lately? I'm gambling again. On this episode of Bustin' Chops and Callin' Shots, we talk a little bit of MLB. The Mariners take the AL West lead, and Otani is still out there playing with a torn UCL. Uh, we jump into a little bit of uh, college football news. Notre Dame rolls. Uh, NUSC wins uh, their first game. And we also look ahead to the next slate that we have all weekend long, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. A ton of great games for us to look at. We break that whole slate down. We also talk a little NFL. Josh Jacobs signs his deal. Trey Lance gets moved to Dallas. And we have our recap of preseason, what our takeaways were, and what we're looking forward to in week one. You want to bet? I don't bet. What do you mean you don't bet? I mean, I don't bet. You are listening to Bustin' Chops and Callin' Shots. All right, welcome to the show, everybody. Back for another one. Boys, how was your weekend? It was hot. (laughs) It was hot. It finally cooled off here a little bit. Like yesterday, it was... In the seventies, day before it was in the eighties, yeah. not like the hundred it was for the week before. Yeah, you're right. It did it did slow down a little bit. Uh, Thank God. From I early in the rolling week, off the man, bone. It was it was pretty it was pretty brutal there for a little while, but it was good. It was good. I don't know if I don't know if you guys saw there's a there's a hurricane that's rolling up our way now too. So hurricane. I mean, not our way, but just as I was like, a hurricane in Tennessee? What happened? Yeah. Yeah, what are y'all doing over there? (laughs) What it was is they broke out the hose at the fire station and started spraying down the streets and in Tennessee, they called that a hurricane. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I did see that. What's it? Like, category three? Supposed to hit Florida? It's supposed to be a category three by the time it hits, by the time it hits like uh, Panhandle, Florida. So, Hope everyone there stays safe and you know yeah, all that. Pray for all those folks. Hope they stay safe. I'm sure that's not going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, John boy, how was your weekend? What'd you get into? Uh, we had softball tournament this weekend, which was uh, we were down some bodies, but man, we played really well. The girls played really well. We just go through these things, man. We're like we have we have innings where we'll get like the first two outs, and then like we're like all right. Time to start throwing the ball around. Let them have a homer off of a single. So, um, but look, man, they played really well, and uh, they're doing really well. So that's really good. And then I had my daughter this weekend, so we got a chance to hang out and uh, do some cool stuff. So yeah. it was a good weekend. So back to the grind. Baseball. Two more winners last night uh, puts us at baseball. Now we're thirty-eight game. You know all the crying. Wah wah wah. Nanny nanny boo boo. <laughs> 38 games over, 37.64 units over. So that means 
If you're a thousand dollar better, I've made you thirty seven thousand six hundred and forty dollars. If you were a hundred dollar, if you were a hundred dollar better, I made you three thousand seven hundred and sixty four dollars. Yeah, so not bad. Wah wah boo boo. Shut up. God, he's so nice. That's a hell of a sales pitch, right? So, Shut yeah. up. Well, so you know what? You know what it is is because that I don't need a sales pitch. When you're yeah. 13 years in a row of doing this, I, I don't need a sales pitch. You know, against my better judgment, I gave out, well, I will say against my better judgment, I gave out some games Saturday, right? UTEP totally just handed the game away. We, yeah, they did. Been, I mean, two turnovers inside the 10. Mm-hmm. We got a chance there at the end. I don't know what the coach is thinking. You kick the field goal and go to overtime. But tomato, tomato, and then New Mexico State, uh, I mean, first of all, I should have known it was a setup. They put New Mexico State and UMass on ESPN. I mean, they couldn't yep. they couldn't find underwater basket weaving to put on ESPN instead. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so that didn't work out. But you know, again, all right. So we had a losing day. Look, I just you want a sales pitch? Here's my sales pitch. If you sign up, we're going to have some weekends that are zero and eight, and you'll be on suicide watch. So, but if you're, if you're strong enough, if you're a strong enough human being that every time something doesn't go your way, you can fight through it. Like we all have to do in regular life. Then I'm going to make you thousands upon thousands upon thousands the next five months, or you can sit there whine and cry. And here's what you'll do. You'll leave or not sign up and you'll go spend the same amount of money on a bunch of losers that tell you how great they are. And by week four, they'll all have you busted because they can't pick winners. God, I think you missed winners. your calling as a motivational speaker. No, I'm just, I just try to keep it real, man. Just no, try to keep you. it real. Just but for the people that have already, sometimes. for the multitudes that have already signed up, congratulations. Uh, it's going to be a great football season. We're going to have a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. I'm going to come out firing. I love the NFL. Yeah. I'm looking forward Who to does football. It? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I mean, I love week one of the NFL. Oh, well, I will say. I saw your plays come out. I was surprised because we talked about it on here. We were going to take Notre Dame, and then you did a little switchy switch on me and took Navy. I Uh, played Notre Dame just Mm. because I felt good about it. I would never do that. You want to know why? Do what? I would have never played Notre Dame there. I I would rather have the loss. You want to know why? Why? Because if I'm willing to lay 21 and a half there, I'm willing to do it all the time. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean it, it's it's like it's like the drunk driver mm-hmm. right i'm just gonna do it this going one dark time. Again. god i tell you no, no, it's mean, uplifting <laughs> on this show today I, yeah, you know we I, i'm, not, in the morning, that, I I'm not i'm not that bad i can get home this time ask henry ruggs i can get home this time and oh. next thing you know jeez you done killed somebody <laughs> So like so true. again, I, I'm, I mean, you say, John, that's a very dark parallel, but yeah. here's, but here is why the books, I say this all the time. When you go in and cash your ticket, the sports book does not care if they hand you a half a million dollars, they know they're going to get it back from you. And then some, yeah, because you true. can't stay disciplined enough. You know what I mean? It's like very sharp individuals out in Vegas, guys I know. They'll do something stupid like uh, Purdue's minus 5,200 in the first round of the NCAA tournament. 
So they lay $50,000 to win 10000 Ouch. I mean, who in their right mind would do that? And they end up getting upset. So again, if you're willing to do it once, it's just like if you're willing to lay points on the road once, here's the worst thing that can happen to you. You get away with it. Because if you get away with it once, it's like a little kid. I got an eight-year-old daughter. I know she tests the waters. If you get away with it once, you'll continue to push the envelope and it'll end drastically bad for you. And listen, the margin for error in sports betting, you can make a lot of money. You can make a living. But the margin for error is razor thin. You cannot be willing to bet anything or any line at any time. Because if you are, I'm just telling you, you're going to get just absolutely fisted like a prison inmate. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that on Monday morning. It's a hell of a start, I tell like, you. Thank our, just, like, thank our sponsor, Starbucks. Yeah, we are off and rolling today. It's just hey, the dark your, Put your camera down so we can see that Starbucks cup a little bit. You're still... Hey, don't tell him to point it down. I'll point <laughs> it down too far, and nobody wants to see that. Right there's the woman in my life. Look at her. <laughs> our queen. Oh, I forgot. I'm not, I'm, pumpkin spice is back, so you must That's exactly just, what this is. Pumpkin spice latte, hot, with a little almond milk. Mm. You know, I can't drink the regular milk. It's stuck in my throat. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that came out. What? All the fall stuff came out last week. The wife made yeah, me they got a take apple, her by there uh, on the way to work. Yeah, they got a cold apple uh, crunch thing. So I did my first walk this morning. I got up 430, did my first walk with the dog and uh, came in, did the dishes. And then I was like, all right, let's go, pup. So threw, threw uh, old vanilla Dolan in the car with me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, got her a little pup cup treat. She was very happy. Did you guys go through the drive thru? Yeah, yeah. Did the girls, did you Did you get any looks from the girls that were working the drive thru? Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody loves, everybody loves little Dolan. She's so <laughs> cute. <laughs> nice. I know. So I, I got my, there. Yeah, Man, I got he's my, trying. Mm-hmm. I got my latte and uh, she got her pup cup and uh, now she's on my feet. So I can't even move one way or the other here on this. <laughs> Good. Test. Yeah, yeah, it's not supposed to be, man. Move a lot, I'm locked so. in. <laughs> good. It'd be I'm nice locked to into the end of this show. Yeah, What's you're a little that? sporadic, so it's good. She'll kind of keep you grounded. Oh, yeah, I can't even turn the chair right now. If I do, like, <laughs> she'll wake up, hit her head. Yeah, yeah, we, we don't want that. Yeah. All right, boys, let's talk a little baseball. Obviously, we talked about 2-0 and on Sunday, 38 games over 500. Let's take a look up. Mariners have taken the lead in the AL West. How for real do we think the Mariners are? you think they can make a run here? Man, well, look, when you got Luis Castillo, you got Gilbert. I mean, they got arms. They got mm-hmm. arms, and the bullpen has been solid. And Julio Rodriguez, I think at some point in time, he needs to get some consideration for MVP, right? Um, You know, when I look at it, he's he's just a guy that's been, uh, he's been on a mission. They got bats up and down the lineup, up and down the lineup. Yep, Absolutely. We'll jump to the next one here. Obviously, Otani, awful news last week. Tears his UCL, going to need surgery, so can't pitch, but it seems like he's going to continue to fight through it and hit. Would we just shut him down, or do we think just yes. let him continue to swing the bat? Well, look, yeah. if I was Otani, I'd shut it down, but I think it's Otani that wants to play, and look, this guy's a warrior, and I appreciate that. But, dude, you play for the LA Angels. And again, I've said this a thousand times. You guys laugh, but I'm just trying to be honest. Unless Tony Danza and Tony Glover show him back up, there is nothing there for them. So 
Uh, I mean, uh, kudos to him, but I, I just don't see, I just don't see the why. Like they're totally, it's like bringing Trout back. Listen, Trout's been injured his whole daggone career. Yeah, there's no reason to run him out there. And you know, I like Mike Mike Trout. I think people putting him in their all time starting lineups a a lot ridiculous, not a little, a lot. Yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, don't be a prisoner of the moment. He's not that great. But I just think that, uh, yeah, man, I think that if you're the, but then again, the angels don't care. They're trying to sell tickets. I mean, if they were trying to win, right. When they said, we're going to go after it, we're going to keep a Tani and go after it. But you didn't, you got Lucas Giolito. (laughs) Hey, Giolito's pretty dead. No, yeah, it wasn't a good move. Well, I I mean, try to. I like him. It, he's a solid, maybe number three starter. But if you're going to roll the guy out there and think he's just going to lead you, he to wasn't the a difference league. maker. We talked about it. Absolutely, I mean, not no. really. Yeah. So, do we think this affects Atani? Obviously, you know he's due for a big payday, big contract. What do we think that does for that? Where do we think he ends up? I think you were high on him going to San Francisco. Yeah, I still am. He's a West Coast guy. Um, he loves uh, the Chinese community. Listen, biggest Chinese communities in California, especially L.A. I think that's why a lot of the Angels were thinking maybe they could keep him. But listen, I think it's San Francisco, but it's either San Francisco or L.A. He's not going to the East, which, again, ticks me off about the Angels because the Orioles were going all in for him. Would he have re-signed with Baltimore? No, but that probably would have been enough to put Baltimore in the uh, in the World Series. Which would have been cool being, you know, close to home here. So, you know, is what it is. Well, uh, Orioles still looking good. But, yeah, I, I think it's the Giants. I mean, but the Dodgers aren't going to surprise me if they get him. Yeah. Do we think this affects the money for him at all? No, absolutely not. He's going to be all right. I mean, it's a, I mean, listen, Brock Purdy got a starting job. I mean, you know, who needs an arm? Poor Brock Purdy. I tell you. You just continue to roll on that guy. I think he'll be all right, though. And then we'll obviously correct you. Shehei Otani is Japanese, not Chinese. Yeah. I mean, Got to well, get John Boy a map. But ja- it's right. Japanese so, food is much better. I love the uh, I love the yum-yum sauce. <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised by that at all. Yeah, after he hit his 49th homer the other night, he was rounding the bases and looked at the pitcher and said, yum-yum. <laughs> Jesus. All right, we will jump to the next one here, John. Obviously, you hey, hold on, be- hold on a second, uh, AJ. You edit this, right? Yes, I do. Can right. you time mark this for just a second? I'm sorry, guys. Oh, jeez. Sorry. Who's calling you at six in the morning? Hey, hey, I'm on my podcast. I gotta go, but here, say good morning to her. No, that's cute. That's adorable. All right. I love you. You have a good day, okay? All right. Love you. Bye. Sorry, guys. No, you're good, man. All right. So we'll jump to the next one. John, obviously, you are watching this intently for Vegas. 
The A's stadium design seems like it's on schedule is what they're saying. They filed the paperwork. I think Oakland's giving them a little headache here. Uh, But it looks like the earliest the A's would play in Vegas would be 2028. The lease expires at the Coliseum. Was it after this year, next year? Uh, the end of 2024, so they're gonna, you know, they're gonna have to figure they're out. They're gonna something. be like everybody else around the San Francisco Bay Area, homeless. <laughs> wow, yeah. I mean, are they just gonna roll up and play at like a high school stadium until the one in Vegas is done? Probably has well, enough I mean, seats. <laughs> I was getting ready to say <laughs> the attendance isn't gonna be an issue. Uh, you know, I'll be really interested to see. You know, uh. I would assume UNLV's got a baseball team. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they do. You know what I mean? So, do they play at the college? State? I mean, again, how many people are going out to watch the, the game? But, you know, Vegas can do some pretty spectacular stuff with, uh, you know, how they do boxing and UFC. So, I mean, yeah. there may be a way, somehow, some way. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could always maybe split time with somebody else in California, right? Like rent out their stadium. Somebody did that years ago, didn't they? Didn't somebody Mm. like two major league teams were playing in the same ballpark? Maybe. I I mean, it's been a decade, but I swear that may have happened before, but I can't think of who, and they weren't even in the same city. They were just same state. Yeah. UNLV, I was looking at pictures. They have pretty nice baseball stadium. Like they yeah, I mean, the problem is the middle of summer. People are going to die out there. <laughs> I mean, they're going yeah, to have to have a lot of, like, starts on the East Coast at 1 a.m. and the game starts at 10 o'clock on the West because it's so daggone, you know. God, I mean, it's going to be Sunday. super hot in Vegas, though, too, in the summertime. It's a scorcher. Yeah, but, but that stadium's going to be uh, a uh, – I guarantee it's going to be one of those retractable roof ones that's indoors. That hey, look, yeah. you got the you got the Raiders Stadium. Do you do something there, right, where they can play there? I mean, yeah, maybe where it's all turf, like yeah, and Bay. you don't have to worry about it because they're not making the playoffs. So no, not until uh, I mean, I don't know. Brady gave them a pretty good motivational speech going into the their last preseason games. You see that. No, I was talking about the A's aren't making the playoffs. So oh, yeah. No, nah, doesn't really playoffs. matter. <laughs> not all scheduling's not going to be an issue. Not unless basically. Ricky Henderson, Mark McGuire, Terry Steinbach, and Conseco are, man, that team was the bomb back in it the was early good. 90s. It's very good. Yeah, hopefully they get this you know stadium design done, get it built. Uh, I did see <laughs> funny thing. The new sphere thing they had in Vegas. Remember, they've been working on this thing forever. It's got. Yeah, yeah, yeah screens on the outside apparently there was forgot to do a little waterproofing forgot it rains in vegas so we were having some issues with some of the panels shorting out so take your time on that a stadium make sure you get everything worked out don't need don't need big issues that thing costs like what was it bill i mean billions of dollars nobody thought to waterproof the outside i mean it does rain in vegas okay well listen on, my folks. buddy my buddy Ken, who's going to be putting in the uh, circuit place for me, I got to fly out there next week to for us to sign up and all. But he said his electric bill seven hundred and seventy dollars for electric. And, yeah, totally insane. Has it totally. always been that way, or is that new? He says about four hundreds on the low end. And I'm like, dear God, but because they have to run the way they have to run the AC out there. 
I know, but you know I mean? thought they had but, a lot of solar out there in Nevada. Is that not uh, doing it for them? Go well, figure. A lot, of, a lot of people are skeptical. You know, I did find, because uh, I told you guys I've been looking for a a condo out there right by Green Valley. Um, oh, yeah, you like, love that place. Pool in a minute. I would really like to have a residency at Green Valley, but apparently, you know, they frown upon that stuff. It's like peeing in the kid pool. Um, resident, what? Like a residency where you stay there you know, for months at a time, I would rather just do that. That would be easier. Right. Yep. But anyway, you know, I found condos for like two forty five. I mean, nice 1300 square foot, two bedroom pool. Yeah. I mean, the back of it looks like, I mean, it's pretty nice. So you looking to make a move out to Vegas. I'm looking, well, you know, I thought about the thing was, if, if you owned it right now, you could pay for the whole year's mortgage, renting it out Super Bowl week. Oh yeah, easily. I'm sure. Because there's places people are renting shacks for ten thousand for three days out there. Good lord. A nice place for four days out there. People are renting their condos, apartments for twenty thousand an apartment for four days. For the Jeez. Super Bowl. So you could literally if you had a nice place, I mean you could pay for the whole almost your whole year's mortgage this first year. Off yeah, the Super Bowl. Hope nobody like destroys your apartment. Oh, well, you got waivers and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right. Well, let us know how that apartment search goes for you. Yeah. Well, it's make rough, sure you, man. I, I don't make think sure you it's get one with a couple bedrooms, man. I don't think it's going to happen this year, though. Yeah. yeah maybe next softball, year. all that. Uh, coaching basketball. Like, football needs to be in like the summer and fall for me. That would be much better. Mm, no, it doesn't. It needs to be in the fall and winter, like God intended. Don't be stupid. Well, can we switch my schedules around? Hey, that's on you with your schedules, baby. Hey, Move I, some stuff I love around. Giving back, I love giving back to the kids in the community. What can I say? Absolutely. All right, I we're going to jump into a sponsor, look. Starbucks, Planet Fitness, and Manscaped. God, we just keep getting them. I tell you, I've yet to see one of those sponsorship checks, but I'm sure they're in the mail. They're on the way, right? Premier, yeah. Premier Protein. Good. Yeah. All right. Jumped to a little college football, uh, obviously kicked off this weekend, week zero. Had some some games to watch, uh, obviously for me. I was very excited to watch Notre Dame, see what they were going to look like. And good God almighty, what difference it makes when you have a quarterback. Yeah, Sam Hartman they, looked dynamite. They did play Navy. Well, everybody was high on Caleb Williams playing San Jose State. So if you're going to be all high on one of them, you got to be all high on the other. Whoa, whoa, whoa. i stop you right there. San Jose State is the defending Mountain West champion. They got 16 starters back. They got Will Cordero back, who led the Mountain West. He's a really good quarterback. That San Jose State team is a really good team, and that was a close game at halftime. Yeah. Williams so, looked good, though. I will say. So, Caleb I mean, looked I, good. I'm just saying, don't beat up on Sparty there in San Jose, which, yeah. you know, they did a phenomenal job because that's a really hard place to build a program. Oh, yeah. I mean, AJ knows that. I mean, that's that's just a really hard place. They've never been good. But what they've been able to do last year, and I think they're going to be really, really good this year and really, really special. Um, as a matter of fact, I hope uh, the weekend does get off on the right foot Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Because Sunday, there's two games I absolutely love. And as a free play, I'll give one out now. San Jose State plus 17.5 at home against Oregon State. And that DJ Ulagale, I throw in completion. Oh, that should be a good game. Yeah, 
Give me the home dog at 17 and a half with Will Cordero. Book it. All right. So how do we feel? We'll talk about each one of these quarterbacks, obviously. I think there's been a lot of hype preseason about both of them. So first, we'll start with Notre Dame. Did you watch any of the game? How do you feel like I did they not. looked with Hartman? I did, did you not. highlights? I, I, I did not see anything on the game. Like I said, I was at softball all day. I was looking on my tracker people, obviously. You know, I have my BCCS hat on there, and so everybody... Yeah, everybody kind of knows what I do. They know what I do, man. So, um, yeah, I mean, people are like, man, Notre Dame looks great. And I'm like, okay, well, A, it's in Ireland. So, there you go. B, they're playing Navy. Uh, there you go. I mean, it's not hard to defend Navy. They're going to run the ball right, left, and then every once in a while they'll get tricky and run up the middle. I did think it was funny. So, they didn't throw the ball for a while, right? They just ran it. And then when they did try to throw it the first time, the two receivers ran into each other. And I was like, this is why you don't throw the football. This is why Navy <laughs> like runs a fish it. out of water. Yeah. <laughs> and then they so, didn't throw it again for a while. So, yeah. But listen, I, I'm not going to take anything away from Notre Dame. I've even said I think Sam Hartman is going to be electric. Uh losing Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator. I'm interested to see. I tell you what, this this Ohio State-Notre Dame game is just going to be fascinating. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. Because, listen, I never doubt Notre Dame's defense. Right? Nah, their defense is always uh, With Freeman there. I, I do, And he's a young coach. He's trying to figure it out. But really, Notre Dame's success is all going to depend on the offense. They got the quarterback. They got a couple skill guys. Their offensive line, I mean, Hartman didn't get touched. He didn't get touched, but again, so again it was Navy. So now you got mm -hmm. Ohio State and their triple quarterback carousel. You know, last year we had Notre Dame at Ohio State. Notre Dame got the cover. They were getting 14 and a half. Now they're plus eight and a half at home. We'll see how that line moves around against Ohio State. Uh, that's week two, September 9th. Um, so I, mean, I will NC be state. Ohio State's like week four or week four. Sorry. Yep. yep. Um, so I, that's when I want to see them matched up because they got NC State next week. And then who they got? So they got this week, they got Tennessee State, then NC State on the road, yeah, then they get Tennessee Central state Michigan though. at home, and then Ohio State at home. Okay, so Tennessee, East Tennessee State, they'll destroy them. Um, in NC State, they'll beat the brakes off of them. In Central Michigan, pfft, you know what I mean? Yep. So let's see what happens when they get into this Ohio State game. That, that's, oh, man. I really uh, I want to go to that game. What's the date on that? Uh, it is September 23rd. Of course it is. I would have a tournament that day. Don't worry. I'll watch it for you. 430. Why it's is okay. it not at 730? Why would you not put Ohio State Notre Dame as the ABC main game with know. Herb Street and, and see who writes these daggone schedules? Maybe the time. I mean, that's what it says on Google. Let me look. Hold on. Is it that hard to find the best college football game and say, hey. Don't care whose network's what. That belongs to Herb Street and Fowler. Apparently it is. Though I will say, I really do like Gus Johnson and Joe Clack, guys. Yeah. AJ, are you a fan? I like Gus Johnson, yeah. 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 What about Joe Clack? I'm sorry. I So on Google, it had it wrong. On ESPN, it had it right. 6.30 on NBC. I mean, still 6.30. What freaking time is that? It's 6.30. 
730 on the East Coast. Oh, well, you're see, you're doing that stupid central time thing. Everybody goes off East Coast. Why do you, even the West Coast people go? Even Vegas goes off East Coast. I just go by the time it gives oh me on God. the thing. All yeah. right, 730. Yeah. So we're good. It's on NBC. So, but here's the problem. Always. NBC, who does those games? I don't know. I've talked my head. Because it was Tariko and, uh, and, uh, uh, it might still be Drew Brees. But then Drew Brees figured out, eh, announcing really isn't for me. Look, there's the spot. Dan Orvalowski. <laughs> Here we go. There it is. Yeah. Orlovsky, I think, is how yeah, you it's Stout guy, too. <laughs> Got him. Mighty. Is he allowed to do games on NBC if he's an ESPN guy? Probably not. I don't see why not. Herb Street does Amazon and ESPN. Mm-hmm. True. I mean, I man, I just I think he's phenomenal. I think he's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, he's on your man crush list for sure. Yeah, I tell you who was on my man crush list as a player, but I'm not a fan. Is last night it's Tariqo really and Sims. You're right. Sorry, Rico and Sims. Oh yeah, yeah you got to replace Sims with Orville. Orville Redenbacher. That's close. That's close. But man, Greg Olson's just brutal. Really? Yeah, yeah listening to him I like, like I, just when I have a big time game, that's just not the guy I want to hear. He just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, yeah. You have your your guys that you you like. So yeah, I'll, listen. I can't wait for listen. These Thursday night football games better get better. Because Al Michaels, I got to have him. I mean, I can't have him just destroying Amazon in the NFL on Thursday nights. He's too good. Yeah, that's hilarious. I mean, he gets a good one to kick it off. Lions, Chiefs will be good. So, Yes, it will. It will. I'll Very be good. interested to see which way the line moves. All right, so we talked a little bit about Hartman. Caleb Williams obviously had a great day as well. How do we feel like USC? Obviously off to a fast start, which is what we expected. Um, what we think about Caleb Williams? Did you get to watch any of that game, John? No, I didn't watch. The only game I got to Jesus. watch, I, I got to watch a. Well, see, the USC is going to be like San- this all season because we have a problem. You got to no, watch some of these the games. Uh, the USC and uh, what you call it, Penn State game, right? Or the USC San Jose State game? Sorry, it was on like the Pac-12 network, and I was like, hey, the Pac-12 <laughs> isn't even around anywhere. But where is that network? Like I couldn't find the game on anywhere. It should be on your YouTube TV. I think I got I think stuck watching. I got stuck watching UTEP and Jacksonville State just so I could just feel like I was getting murdered in my eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, all right, we'll jump to the next one here. Obviously, um, we thought the Big Twelve was done adding teams. Because with their media deal with ESPN, 16 was the limit unless they renegotiated. Came out over the weekend that they may be interested in adding four more Pac-12 teams. And it came out yesterday. Maybe not. Now I think we're back on, yeah, we might just add those. So that would take Stanford, Cal, Washington State, and Oregon State as possible additions to the Big 12, which would take them to a total of 20 teams. If this happens now, like I said, obviously, I think there's going to have to be some negotiation with ESPN because their current media deal caps at 16 teams for the amount of 
revenue share that they're currently getting. Well, Stanford um, doesn't even want revenue share. They just want somebody. To they live. just want a home. I, they're like just a homeless let someone person. I love just them. need a meal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so this would be interesting. I mean, obviously the Big Twelve. We've talked about them multiple times. Extremely proactive throughout all this, picking up teams, trying to better the conference. This would be big for them, though. You had Stanford. You had Cal. Washington State's been good. Oregon State's been good. I mean, just continuing to add pieces. Do we think this gets done with the Big 12? Well, I guess my my first question is, and we make jokes about the the Pac-12 being dead, but where what are they doing? I, well, I saw some reports that ESPN offered them a $31 million a year deal with 31 million per school for revenue share. They want 50 million and ESPN was like, Mm-mm, "We're not doing that." Uh, 30, and left. Th- th- who offered them 31? There's nobody left. ESPN offered them 31. And they said, "Well, no yep. wonder they keep laying people off. Has anybody <laughs> told them USC, Oregon, and Washington and UCLA aren't there anymore?" I'm wondering if that offer though. I, I saw that and I didn't really get the timing. I'm wondering if that offer was made before Oregon. We'll see. I heard bounced. the Pac-12 and Mountain West were going to merge. Which would no. kind of save the Pac-12 because there are some good teams in the Mountain West, right? Boise State. About. Uh, yeah. I mean, of course, they lost, you know, the Utah or the BYUs of the world. But, I mean, Boise State's over there. You know, you got Hawaii. You got, I mean, it, would be, it wouldn't be a power conference, but it would be a good little conference, right? So, why they're not doing it. I mean, listen, if those four teams leave, that's it of the Pac-12, right, AJ? I mean, that's the yeah, last that's four it. teams left. So, yeah. what, 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 I mean... Yeah, Pac-12, so they got up. Wake up. I mean, it's I mean, this is boys to men. We're at the end of the road. <laughs> so with them, <laughs> they got a media deal, an offer from Apple for twenty three million, but it would have all been Apple streaming. So I get why they turned that one down, right? You want you want the ability to have some primetime games. I if you're just have, gonna go to all streaming, I, I get that one. Now the whole world's ESPN's, going that way anyway. I know, but you have I don't think they're gonna want everyone to have to pay extra for because with Apple, you would have had to have paid, just like MLS soccer. You have to pay for a package to watch them. So you would have had to have done the same thing with the Pac-12. whole world's going that way. Eh, not I, like I'm that. telling you, you guys deny it. Five to ten years, the Super Bowl is going to be pay per view. I don't think they'll go pay per view. Yeah, yeah well, and and listen, they're not going to lose one viewer. Nobody's going to say, "What? I got to pay twenty, thirty bucks for the Super Bowl? I'm not doing that." Yeah, you are, dude. All of you are. Depends yeah, on the network, so, yeah. I mean, so, I think if they have the right network involved, that and yeah. enough people already had it, Peacock or something like that, right? Like where it's, yeah, I could see it. I, I mean, know. listen, the Sunday ticket. I mean, Direct TV and and Dish Network, all of them. The first fall, the first shoe to drop was moving March Madness to where it was all on cable. I mean, because for years you only got the one game, right? And the rest of it, you. I mean, people bought. Direct TV just for that, and then Dish Network and all them were able to do it. So that was the first thing to go away. Now that you lose the Sunday ticket, why would anybody in their right mind have satellite TV? Yeah. And again, the whole world happens from our cell phones now, right? So, like, again, stream. I mean, I most of the people I know 
And honestly, if I didn't have YouTube TV, I'd probably be one of them. They watch they watch everything from phone and tablets. Yeah. So like your cable, well, you know, you get the local teams. Listen, how many people really watch the local team? Most people are transplant from here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I just think the world just continuously we're moving there at a fast pace and people, you know, all of a sudden one day are gonna realize, hey, the only thing that the Comcast and all of them got left is internet and then something will come along to take that away. Like it's just yeah, nature of the beast and times, man. Yeah. I do understand though, that not wanting to go to Apple with the, the details of that deal and what that would look like, but turning down ESPN for 31 million a year, that was a tough, I don't know. I don't get that one. Yeah. Apple to me, um, because you know, I'm every, everything I have is Apple, right? So yep, I'm, me too. I'm not a good example, but that's not the majority, right? People, you know, people get pissed off when there's a new show on Apple, you know, yeah. TV plus or something they can't watch mm-hmm. because you just, there's a ton of Android users out there that <clears throat> are just not there, you know? So having it be something more ubiquitous, you know, mm-hmm. like a ESPN makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I, I get why they, like I said, I understand the Apple turning that down and we are in a, yes, everything's going to streaming, but if you look, people are trying to, to cut the amount of streaming that they have. They're trying to, kind of consolidate that would be another add-on for them to pay more which people are trying not to do so i get that one espn though they probably should have taken that offer i think now that they turn that down i don't think the pac-12 survives at this point especially i mean no absolutely four teams it's over and and i don't even know where they can they would have to go close another conference down to like so i just don't know where i just don't know where they go like i said the Mm -hmm. mountain west um, I would try to keep, look, Cal Stanford, you know, I don't know why everybody isn't on Stanford. I mean, they win national championships, especially your swimming and volleyball. I mean, they have great athletics and the high learning of inst- the high institution of learning and all that jet, like Stanford has a lot to offer and why people aren't hopping on them blow really why the big 10 had didn't take them too is. Because they kind of fit the Big Ten. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially from a football. When I think Stanford, I mean, AJ, again, you live closer. When I think Stanford, big offensive line, big defensive lines, I mean, that's kind of been Big Ten football. You know what I mean? I didn't live close to Stanford, but uh, to your point, I think Stanford University has the most NCAA division wins amongst all school or amongst all sports. Right. I think. Their total championships of 134 across men's and women's all sports. Yeah, they're men's sports, women's sports. Um, I mean, I don't think they have a training sports league yet, but if they did, they control that. I mean, Stanford just has really good programs. <laughs> what? Oh, did I say something? Nah, that's good. I don't think we need to elaborate. Look, look at this. All three top, uh, all, all yeah, California schools. On the top th- three, Stanford, UCLA, and USC. But there's like a there is like a championship cup or whatever for whatever school wins the most national championships for the year. And haven't they won that like three, four years in a row? Yeah, something like yeah. that. So I mean, like again, why you okay? Football they stink, but look, they didn't. You can listen, Stanford, and then what's going on at San Jose State? If you get the right coach. Yeah. And you get the and you get the 
uh, university to actually support the coach. I mean, look what Harbaugh did. You know, he had Brian Shaw as, as a coordinator. Look what Harbaugh did with Stanford, right? Yeah. Look what's going yeah. on at San Jose. Like, you can win. Absolutely. You just got to really be bought into to how it's going to go. I mean, I think Stanford's just a great school. Now, Cal, I mean, yeah, they, but look at Cal. I mean, you got two, I mean, they had Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff. Like, they've produced some talent. Now, they've stunk for over a decade. But, I mean, it's not. This is a rough patch. They'll pick it up. I mean, it's not like, yeah, it's not like the school totally stinks. I mean, in Washington and Washington State, Oregon State, they're respectable. I mean, they're good in other sports, too. I mean, Oregon State baseball is phenomenal. You know, Washington State volleyball, that's been great. Like, so why the Pac-12 doesn't say, okay, we got to keep these four and merge with the Mountain West or, you know, all these independents that are just hanging out there, maybe try to bring some of them in. They're just, I feel like they're content with dying, which makes like no, the ACC. Which makes just no godly sense to me. I just, I can't understand it. Yeah, I don't get it either. I think there's a lot of people it doesn't make sense to. Um, And especially if you look, like we talked about, I think on the last episode, how good Pac-12 football is going to be this year. There's a lot of really good teams. The conference is going to be a hell of a lot of fun to watch. It's sad that this will be the last year we get it, but I mean, the conference had a lot of potential. um, And they've just, I think, inaction is going to kill them just like eventually it's going to kill the ACC. Uh, we, we talk about it on here all the time. I think you have other conferences that are making moves to solidify themselves, to strengthen their conferences. And then you have a couple of these big ones that just think they can sit around and not do anything and survive. I think that's being proven to not be the case. So unfortunate for sure. All right, boys, here it is. The first full college football game slate breakdown of the year. Yes. It's here. It's fine. It's what we've been waiting on. The dog days of summer are over. College football is back. How excited are we? I know I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. I've missed it so much. So much. I know. Watching the Irish this weekend, I was like, God, it's back. Thank God. Football just makes everything better. All right, John, boy, we're going to kick this thing off. Uh, I think this is going to be an interesting game. We're going to get an idea of what the prom-led Colorado team is going to look like. I was going to possibly go down to Texas and get tickets for this game, but then I looked at the weather, and it's going to be the surface of the sun. So I said, you know what? I'll pass. Uh, Colorado at TCU. TCU laying 21.5 at home. That's a lot. Uh, yeah, that is a lot, but you know, Colorado's only got three returning starters, right? So, you know, that's a little bit of a, <laughs> it's nay on the Upitz day. Um, so, I mean, however, you know, TCU, they got, I mean, TCU, you lose Max Duggan, right? You lose both of your wide receivers that were really, really special. And so it's, it's hard for me to subscribe and say, okay, this TCU team, I get they were in the national championship game, which they got boat raced. We had Georgia for a triple unit, right? It's hard for me to see them repeating with only three offensive starters. And, you know, now they do yep. get that defense back. But I think the other big thing that isn't being talked about is them losing their offensive coordinator, Riley. He went to Clemson, which I really think that makes Clemson 
look a whole lot different. I'm just not sold on Cade Klubnik yet, right? He he yeah. hasn't he only played two games, hasn't did enough for me. TCU, you know, the fact that they're gonna roll into this uh thing with quarterback Chandler Morris, uh Again, Savion Williams, the wide receiver, and they got the two tackles back. Left tackle, Brandon Coleman. Right tackle, Andrew Coker. Uh, TCU, again, they were really dynamic last year. But I know Colorado's totally overhauled. It does scare me a little bit because while I was watching the Texans-Saints preseason game last night on Fox, I don't know if you guys saw this, but like they got the preview with like Prime and can one man – did you see the – I didn't. I'm gonna have to. You haven't saw these commercials? Nah. Like they're. I mean, Fox is hyping this thing up for viewership, right? Mm. So that scares me a little bit. It really does scare me. Um, but listen, at Colorado last year, and we know how bad Colorado was. Right, we're pretty bad, and we know how great TCU was. Right, they were last year at Colorado, thirty-eight to thirteen. So they won by 25 at Colorado. Granted, it's at Colorado. Now you're at home yeah. against TCU. TCU is always a tough place to play there in Fort Worth. But I just feel like I have a hard time wrapping around my head that Prime is going to get blown out. Yeah. That's just really hard for me to subscribe to. Uh, so a free play is definitely going to be Colorado plus the 21 and a half. Uh, I'm going to give it out to everybody, but you know, I, I'm not going to give out a bunch of free plays like I did last year because you know, look, it's not fair to the guys that pay. It's not fair it's for me. It's not fair for me to give out free plays or, you know, I did this during baseball and basketball workout deals for guys. And not that I don't want to help people, but look, man, I got a couple guys betting 10 grand a game. And paying a lot of money, I, I it's just not fair, right? No, so I get that. Um, we're not going to have as many free plays, um, but you know, free plays last year were sixty nine point three percent during football. So you know, whatever. Uh, but Colorado plus twenty one and a half. I'm going to give that out to everybody. Again, I just it's it's hanging around twenty one, so you might have to buy the hook. I, I like the hook there, but I just have a hard time. I have a hard time believing that Prime in Colorado is going to get blown out. What says you guys? Um, I mean, yeah, I would agree. I think we just don't know what Colorado – I mean, we have our expectations. I think they're going to be much, much improved because I think he's going to bring that winning culture. Um, I think he's going to push those boys to play. Um, and Colorado needs that. They kind of need that that tough love that I feel like he's going to give that team. And just for a little context, it was. I think I sent you this, but we'll read through it. Colorado will have 86 new players on its roster this year, <laughs> the most by any FBS team in a season since the transfer portal began in 2018. The 53 transfers added are also the most in FBS this season. So 86 total new players, 53 transfers. We just don't know. Now, knowing Prime, I do find it, hard that he's going to get blown out Uh, we do know what tcu was last year they were fantastic offensive production was great but you lose duggan you lose most of that offense we don't really know what they're going to look like um you know they they have a good defense that's going to help 
I think there's a lot of unknown here. I expect this game to probably be a little closer than people think. I do. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with Colorado plus the twenty one and a half. I've liked it the whole time. Again, now do I think that they may you may see some physicality difference from TCU, mm-hmm. but again TCU, I mean to only restart only have three defensive guys come back, and I think this game, I think this game has the makings of a much low scoring game than what people think. Yep, I would agree well. with that. I would agree with that. I think, like I said, I think this will be a little closer. It's first game of the season. These teams are going to feel each other out a little bit. Absolutely. I I think there's a lot of unknowns, like I said, for both sides. Obviously, for Colorado, there's a lot. But there's going to be a lot for TCU. Lose a lot of defense. Lose a lot of offense. Um, So I'm excited to watch this one. I think this one will be, this will end up being a good game. And if you look at the ticket prices for this game, I think, they're going to sell that place out. A uh, lot of excitement around. This oh yeah, game, I so mean, that'll listen. Be uh, I think listen. Twelve. I mean, what is that? Twelve o'clock kickoff. I mean, mm-hmm. I I'm going to be watching that game. Yep. Yeah, I'll be watching that one for sure. All right, we'll jump to the next one here. NC State at UConn. NC State laying fifteen and a half on the road. Yeah, that's on Thursday. I think this has the chance to be a really sneaky good game. To be honest with you. Uh, you know, NC State had a really good year last year, but they fell short of expectations there, right? Um, really, you know, quarterback got hurt. They just, they kind of got tripped up there towards the end of the season, and it really, really hurt them. Um, but listen, five offensive, five defensive starters back. Dave Doran back, 72 and 54 is 10 years now. Jack Plummer uh, is going to be the quarterback. Um, or sorry, not Jack Plummer. Uh, Brennan Armstrong from UVA comes over the transfer, the lefty. I like him uh, coming back. Jordan Houston, the running back, comes back. But having Brennan Armstrong, you know, he had moments at UVA where he looked really, really good. He did. Um, yeah. But UVA just got in such a, I mean, they were just such a bad team that had so much negative stuff going on. Uh, obviously Charlottesville about an hour and a half down the road from me. Um, so NC state, their defense is always tough under Doran. Uh, but look, they play UConn. Jim Mora had the great year last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, Connecticut really, really got that team, uh, turned around and they come back. I mean, they come back 16 starters, six offense, three defense, and you can't forget the kicker and the punter kickers. Nah, I can't forget those. They can't forget those. Now, Taquan Robertson, new quarterback, he comes in, but look, they get Victor Rosa back at running back. Uh, I mean, he was, uh, I mean, he was electric last year, um, averaging 6.2 yards per carry. Um, they, they really are going to have to rely heavy on the transfer portal. They brought in Harrison and Flynn, uh, the wide receivers, um, Marion, uh, and Fitzgerald. So they got, they got some things to work through on offense, but listen, it's something that I always like. And I tell you guys this when I'm breaking down games and all, what do you have coming back on the offensive and defensive line? Because I still believe games are won in the trenches mm-hmm. and listen, they got the left tackle, the left guard, the right guard, the right tackle. So the only thing that isn't back from last year is the center when you have four returning offensive linemen, uh, two juniors, two seniors, 
I really like that. And then on defense, the whole defensive line's back. Again, eight of those 11 defensive starters um, are back, you know, the and uh, Yates, 11 and a half sacks last year. So I think they, they got a, a chance to be really good. You know, I think that's a, as much as NC State is maybe the better team, I think that's way too many points to be laying towards the Huskies. I want to see how the line moves, but I definitely see uh, leaning on the Huskies there, plus the, what is it, up to 15 and a half now. So 15 and a half. Um, that, that's, a, that's a small lean. Don't know if it's going to be a play, but to me, I don't think you can lay points on the road with NC State getting Armstrong acclimated, new quarterback. Mm-hmm. I just think there's some barriers there. I like UConn in this game. I like them at home. Like I said, returning to a nice core. Um, they they were great last year. I mean, for them, they had a hell of a year, rock star year. Uh, NC State going to have some new pieces in. I, I, I lean towards UConn here, especially at home. I think this ends up being a fairly close game. I, I think this could be seven, ten-point game. I don't necessarily think this is a two touchdown game. Uh, not not getting a new quarterback acclimated, and then just how much UConn's returning, how well coached they were last year, returning a ton. Yeah, I would lean towards the Huskies here for sure. All right, next one we have uh, also on Thursday, and this is going to be a good game. Looking forward to this one. Florida at Utah. Utah laying seven at home. Yeah, so the problem here with uh, Utah, which you don't know right now, is it's kind of up in the air. Is Cam Rising going to play? You know, this line crept up to nine. Um, it went down to four and a half uh, over the weekend. And I was like, eh, eh, no. Um, but now it's crept back up to seven. So I don't know if you guys got any information on it. I haven't heard anything uh, about it. Florida, I think it's going to be a really tough year for the Gators. Uh, they got nine starters back, four in, four offense, three defense, and again, the punter, the kicker. But you lose Richardson, the quarterback. Obviously, he got drafted um, by the Indianapolis Colts. And then, you know, Florida, to replace him, you know, Billy Napier, I really like what he did when he was at Louisiana Lafayette. But I don't know if he's going to get the time needed. Like, Florida's a really, should be a really easy place to recruit. But Florida's really went through kind of an identity crisis. Don't you, I mean, AJ, I know you're a big Tennessee guy and SEC, but I feel like, because when I was growing up and maybe again, it was those Urban Meyer years when they had Tebow and Aaron Hernandez with AK-47s and, (laughs) you know, the Gators were just chomping people to death. Uh, Even with Chris Leak, remember him? Like, but Mm -hmm. I feel like they're in such, you know, it's funny, Florida and Miami are like, so it's like they're in an identity crisis and they can't get the necessary tools to put it together. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely in like a transitional period of their kind of school history right now. You know, I think, I mean, look, and they play in the sec, it's super tough, but it's, you know, every team that has to go down to Gainesville to play them, uh, you know, they're, they, they gotta be ready because that's, that's even with where they're at right now, it's not an easy place to go play. No, no the so, swamp. I'd love to watch a game there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've heard of the, the atmosphere is super electric. Tennessee has to go down there this year, so that's going to be big if they can actually win down there. Obviously, last year f- beat them for the first time in years and years, uh, which was great. But you know, it doesn't really mean anything to me unless you can beat them in the swamp. So uh, I think they're still a super tough team, but I think we're going to see them start to kind of you know uh, break out above the herd a little bit this year. I, I think they're going to be um, 
quite a bit better uh, and start moving in the right direction for sure. Even though they lost Richardson, which, um, you know, I think they're still going to be in good shape for sure. I guess I just don't have the confidence in Graham Mertz. Like watching him at Wisconsin, like <laughs> I just don't know if I just didn't see. I don't see a guy like if you struggle in the Big Ten. I don't know how he translates to Florida because, again, the SEC, though it's, you know, was always based on big lines defense, and it still is. You still got to go out and outsling Joe Milton. You still got to go out and outsling Jalen Daniels. You still got to go out and play Nick Saban's D, Kirby Mm -hmm. Smart's D at Georgia. Mm-hmm. Even though they're not any good, you know Kentucky's defense under Stoops is always going to be legit. Like, they might struggle to score. You know, Vanderbilt shows flashes these past two years of, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. trying to yeah. You got to outgun Lane Kiffin's offense. Like, there's just – I just don't know if he's that guy. I, like, and I lean, no, he's not that guy. That's that's my only issue with, yeah. with the Gators, but – they're, listen, they always have great skill guys, right? Like, I mean, they always have speed mm-hmm. galore right. on the perimeter. For sure. So the yep. last note that I see here, Cam Rising was listed as the starter, um, but there's been some question marks around whether or not that'll happen. Obviously, with him, tore an ACL last year. Tough injury to come back from. Um, You know, if you're... If you're Utah, do you kind of start him out slow, getting back, feeling comfortable again? I mean, ACL injuries, obviously, they're they're kind of routine anymore uh, for these players. But, you know, Utah, do you take your time? Are you very cautious? And do you not start him? Or do you only play maybe some in this game, getting back, getting a feel? But right now, he is listed as the starter. There are a lot of questions swirling on whether that's legit um or not well look i think utah one they always have a really good defense too that's a tough place to go in and win mm-hmm. you know what i mean yep. uh not just the stadium and the kids and just but the altitude and all that like mm-hmm. there that's a really tough place to play and look uh you know i don't one thing's for sure Utah likes to do a lot of read option with Cam Rising. They do. Uh, they like to have him running. You're not going to be able to do that, especially Florida's speed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think, even without Cam Rising, I think that Utah can run the ball enough. Again, those big linemen, they're used to that. I think they're going to lean on Florida. But do I see, am I laying seven or ten points? No, that doesn't mean I would take Florida. I don't see any type of scenario, even if Rising doesn't play, where I could take the Gators and Mertz. I just, I, I, I can't. Now we had Florida last year, and it worked out, but that was Florida at home with Richardson getting points at home, getting points on the road in the altitude. First game of the year against the twelfth ranked team in the country. It, just the dynamics are much different than it was when we had Florida last year. Remember, everybody sure. loved Utah. It was like 83% of the money was on Utah. We gave out Florida. It was an easy winner, right? So yeah. um, I just don't see – the only thing I could see here is if I know for a fact Rising's going to play, you know, okay, I could see a little let me take Utah money line and p- 
parlay them with a little, you know, maybe Washington two lane action, something like that. Let me find a three team money line parlay that's around even, you know, from plus one twenty to minus one twenty, something like that, just to sneak an easy win, put some cash in. That that's the only way I could see that happening. Gotcha. Yeah, I agree there. All right, we'll jump to the next one here. Uh, Nebraska at Minnesota. Minnesota laying seven and a half at home. Uh, obviously, Nebraska, the expectations are that they're going to be better. Couldn't be much worse. Uh, got a new coach. Uh, what do we think we get out of Nebraska this year? Well, I think it's. I think this game's more about Minnesota. You know, they got nine returning starters, four offense, four defense, and the punter. They don't have a kicker. Um, but they you dogged lost. Minnesota hard last year, and they played last. ah because you know what they broke my heart so many times. But they lose <laughs> Ibrahim, the running back. They lose Tanner Morgan, the quarterback. Guys, I have so, a great idea too for a shirt here. It's it's something I said last week, and I think we need to put it on a t shirt. Hell hath no fury like a gambler scorned. We have to get a shirt. Uh, AJ, like got to do it. Because yeah. John, if you break his heart, he will never forget it. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, that is a good one, though. I got to give it to that's, you. That's a good one. Um, so, but, you know, so Minnesota, I think Minnesota is going to struggle. I really do. I mean, when you lose, I mean, Look, Tanner Morgan, the quarterback, uh, and they had Bateman. Of course, they didn't have him last year, but, you know, there for that couple of years, <laughs> excuse me, you had Tanner Morgan, Bateman, and Ibrahim. Ibram was a phenomenal running back. So Minnesota's got all new offense pretty much. Nebraska, they were god-awful, but let me tell you something. <laughs> they were pretty bad. Yep. And Matt Rule, I made a lot of fun of Matt Rule at Carolina. I really gave Matt Rule a hard time because yeah, looked. you did. But listen, Matt Rule's not an NFL coach. However, however, Matt Rule is a hell of a college coach. Yep. Because when you can take Temple from nothing to a bowl game, and you resurrect Baylor as quickly as you did, I expect him to do the same thing at Nebraska. I would agree with that. I still gotta believe in my mind. You know. And you saw it, you've seen it with USC, but like Nebraska, Miami, it's just about finding the right coach. He goes, well, you, you know, you can't recruit based off of what they did in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Bull job. I think you can get the boosters behind you. You just got to have the right coach, and you have to have the right – you have to know what you are and what you aren't. Like, you, don't go into – don't waste your time on a recruiting trip when you know you're going in behind Kirby Smart and behind you is prime, right? That's a yep. waste of a trip. So focus in on what you need, right? The Midwest have the best uh, offensive and defensive linemen. Has been that way for years. Look at Wisconsin. Look at Iowa. Build the trenches, okay? And then all you got to do is find a quarterback. And there's a ton of them out there. Yep, there right? is. Right? And then the transfer portal. So I think Matt Rule is going to do a lot of good things. Now, listen. I got to see it first, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going to hop on them this first game, but how Minnesota is laying eight, there is no way. I mean, I just, I get it. Minnesota's a tough place to play, yada, yada, yada. There's no way I'm laying eight. Not with Minnesota. I mean, I just, I that makes no sense to me. I think these two teams, by the end of the year, Nebraska could have a better record. Yeah. Possible, you know what I mean? Sure. I think Nebraska might look yeah coming out the gates, but I think by the end of the year, they really get to where they need to. Again, I believe in Matt Rule as a college 
coach. I've seen him turn around two programs both very quickly. Mm-hmm. Again, the NFL is not for everybody. It's like Chip Kelly. Not. NFL is not for you, right? Great college it, coach, though. Yeah, that's not a knock on anybody at all. Like, listen, Nick Saban struggled at Miami. He's the greatest college football coach of all time. Nobody can argue. Yep. So, like, it's not a knock. It's just, like, I think that's a great hire for Nebraska, and I think Matt Rule's going to do a lot of great things. And as much as I beat him up when he was in Carolina for looking punch drunk, I'm pulling for the guy because I I think he's going to – if he can't turn Nebraska around, they're going to have to get John the Baptist and St. Peter. That's their last hope. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I was excited to see him go to Nebraska. I think as a football fan, you want to see Nebraska – play well right it's fun when nebraska yeah yeah it's it's more fun when nebraska is good um so i really hope he turns the program around i was excited to see them hire him i think you spoke it perfect which was he's not an nfl coach a lot of coaches aren't um but he is a phenomenal college coach and so i'm excited to see what nebraska can do um i would like to see them come back to life uh, and be relevant in college football i think it'd be good for for everyone all right, we'll jump to the next one here. Virginia at Tennessee. Tennessee laying 28 at home. Ooh, poor Virginia. I think this is going to be a tough one. Listen, uh, Virginia's in a lot of trouble. You know, they got Bronco Mendenhall from BYU a couple of years. I really thought that was going to help them turn the corner. Then he retired. Virginia's just in a really bad place. Now, again, I'm not laying 28. Even though I think Tennessee is a college football playoff team, I think Joe Milton will be in the Heisman run. Uh, but this game is actually at Bristol Motor Speedway, right? Am I correct on that? Uh, Are they no, doing that again? Hold on. No, no. I think it's I think it's at Nissan Stadium, Nashville. Oh, it's in Nashville, at Nissan. It's in Nashville. Yeah, gotcha. Because they they did that, or no, that was Virginia Tech in Tennessee that did Bristol Motor Speedway, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, why they don't do that every year is beyond me. I thought that was pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, so. Yeah, uh, Nissan. But listen, the fact that it, if it was at Neyland, all right, but I'm not laying 28, but there is no situation in the world where you're <laughs> going to give me a take Virginia. Uh, yeah. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> John's going to get a wild hair and text out, guys, I love Virginia. Nope, 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 nope. I am Wait not a see. Virginia believer. No, I can guarantee you. Look, I can guarantee you that as much as I can guarantee my love for Dolan. Listen, it is not happening. Not <laughs> happening. Grief. But I'm not laying 28 either. Again, I think Tennessee's going to look great. I much. think this is a good yeah, teen- yeah, a tune-up game. Because, listen, there's you know we saw this with USC. I mean, I think Caleb Williams is best player. Yeah, slow. St- granted, San Jose State's a much better team than people think. A lot of people don't know about San Jose State. They don't know that they were the Mountain West defending champions. They don't know about Will Cordero, the six-year senior, right? Again, that's part of the reason you need a guy like me. But what I'm saying is Tennessee, I can see them starting slow. But look, they score in such a hurry. Virginia can't score. So, problem. you know, I can very easily see this being 52-13, to 13, but it's a just explosion in one quarter. But it's not enough. 28's way too. I you will never ever 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 catch me laying twenty eight points. Won't happen. Yeah, that's a lot. Why I did it too many times in the past and lost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll jump to the next one here. Uh, Ohio State 
at Indiana. Ohio State laying 31 points on the road. You got to like Indiana in this spot, don't you? Well, you th- you would think, but then they only got three offensive and two defensive returners. So, how is the transfer rate? portal? They played well last year. <laughs> well, you, you don't know. Uh, you know, thirty one though. Tavian wow. Jackson had his freshman red shirt last year. He's going to play quarterback. Here's the one thing that scares me about that: is Ohio State is still going to have a good defense. They always do. Yeah. So like. Yeah, Ohio State's going to play all three quarterbacks. You know, I don't think they're as good as everybody giving them this number three ranking. I think that's absolutely absurd. Yeah, I don't but agree with everybody that loves Ohio State. I mean, um, but I mean, three when you only got five guys returning. Now, granted, Indiana didn't play well last year, but you know, you only got two offensive lines uh, coming back. You know. They got both of these quarterbacks, even though they're young, they can run it and throw it. So I think Indiana's got some some dynamics and some good pieces. Uh, but I will say this again, there's just do's and don'ts. 31's a lot on the road, week one. I tell you what, I would have loved Indiana had that Notre Dame game been week two. Because who's Ohio State play week two? Presbyterian or, you know. <laughs> Baptist Bible College. Maybe. Uh, Gotta be careful with Baptist Bible College. You know, Des Moines, Iowa's beauty school. I mean, so no, because they play, they play Indiana week one and then they play Youngstown State week two. Mm, And then they ramp it up and get Western Kentucky in week three. Well, the Hilltoppers can score. I mean, they won't that game. They're going to get out a lot of aggression before they get to Notre Dame week four. So. Yeah, so I mean, uh, and listen, Ohio State, seven offense, five defense. Um, but listen, though, Ohio State, even though they're trying to figure out, even though Ohio State's trying to figure out the quarterback situation, running back uh, Travion Henderson, we remember how much of a beast he was. He's back. Yeah. And then Marvin Harrison Jr., um, He's good. Julian Fleming. I mean, those wide receivers. Cabe Stover, the big tight end that played so well. So, I mean. And they beat Ohio- them 56-14 last November. So Yeah, they beat a, them by, at home by 42. Now you just, yeah, that's a stay away from me. All right. We'll jump to the next one then. Boise State at Washington. Gun to my head. Gun to my head. I would take, I would hold my nose and jump in the ocean with Indiana. But. Yeah. I'm not a good swimmer, so I'll just watch the dolphins fly out there. <laughs> that made zero sense, but we'll move on to the next one. <laughs> Boise State at Washington, Washington Lane, 14 and a half at home. Well, look, my guy's playing. My guy, Michael Penix Jr. from Indiana. Uh you know, I just look at this and I say, Washington, they're gonna roll here. Boise State, the quarterback of Boise State, um, I like this kid. This kid's dynamic. This kid's got the goods. Um, you know, they struggled till they put him in last year. But again, Washington with Michael Penix is where it's at. I'll just be interested to see, uh, you know, seven offensive, seven defensive. Um, but only the problem with the offense returning for Washington is they only got the two tackles back. Uh, left tackle Troy uh, Fatuna 
and uh, then Rosengarten on the right side. But the wide receiving corps all back, McMillan, Polk, Odunza. Um, so they got some dudes. And then defensively, their defense, I think, is going to be really, really good. Um, but can, can that defense complement the offense enough, right? Washington's going to score points. Can the defense hold up against your Oregon's, your USC's, um, you know, your UCLA's because we know Chip Kelly's team put up points. So that's really going to be the thing that, okay, can we get where it needs to be? And and that'll be interesting. And I'll, I'll be interested to see what does offensive coordinator Ron Grubb. He did a really nice job last year with Michael Penix. How can he, because everybody knows when you go to play Washington now, you got a Heisman type caliber player at quarterback. So I think he's going to get a lot of different looks, right? Boise State's defense is always tough. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would lay, Washington's going to win the game. I don't think I would lay 14 and a half, even though it's at Washington, which is a tough place to play. Uh, Could that Washington be a a, a teaser candidate? No, no, because I'm not teasing down to seven and a half. When you tease, you got to get under key numbers. So... uh, for me, like people, it's minus 10. Oh, I'm going to tease it down to minus three. Why? Some books you lose on a push. I got to get below three if I tease somebody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got you. And it's wide receiving core, not corpse, you idiot. Well, <laughs> yes, some of these teams, it's corpses. <laughs> and uh, just another thing you said about teasers. Listen, just a huge disclaimer, and I gave one out, and it reminded See, sometimes you got to do something stupid to remind yourself of your rules of why you don't do it. Because I gave out that teaser, Ohio, which covered with New Mexico State Mm -hmm. just to win. New Mexico State just had to beat a school that's won like one game in three years. I don't think that was a bad play. But but, but it's a reminder. You cannot bet teasers in college football. You just cannot do it. And this is the reason why. How many times have you seen Alabama up 40 with less than a minute to go and they're still running the ball to get in the end zone? Yeah, true. College, there is no call. How often do you see a knee taken in college football? Hardly ever. How often do you see them work the clock to just get the game over with in college football? Mm, nah, it doesn't happen. Yep. Teasers only work in the NFL. And a lot of people are like, ah, teasers, is it? If you tease the right teams, tease dogs. Stop teasing these. Oh, well, I got under the key number of seven. Listen, 85% of the NFL games come down to the last three minutes. I've said this over and over and over again. It doesn't matter how it happens. Doesn't matter. Throw the records out the window. Last year when we had the Texans on Thursday night football hosting the Eagles, everybody was like, how in the world can we play that game? Blah, blah, blah. Well, you saw what happened. Texans cover, right? Yep. So, NFL is different college do not play teasers in college it does not work you may get away with it once but over the long haul you're going to lose college teasers do not work okay all right jump to the next one here and if you play one after that speech you're just stupid now we play some we are very selective in college college, but we do play a few every now and then done not so for you yeah okay we'll see how that goes all right ut martin at georgia uh they don't even have a line for this one it's Uh, just like probably gonna be 57 and a half jesus for the first half line 
<laughs> from the first half. <laughs> um, I mean, UT Martin's going to make some money here, so great for their their. Oh, program. great! Well, they'll get um, to stay open. Thanks, Georgia, for all your kind <laughs> things you did. But uh, let's just anoint Georgia the savers of Tennessee Martin. Hey, it'll be interesting to see though. What you know, Georgia? How good are they? Do they come out and look great? Do they come out and? I mean, there's a lot of question marks that lost a lot of people. So, be interesting to see what they actually look Is like. Georgia's always our next. Appalachian yeah, they're State, always going to have a great defense, and they got uh, two of those tight ends back. So, yeah, <laughs> we'll jump to the next one. Then uh, Tennessee State at Alabama, Alabama thirty nine and a half at home. You know. Uh-oh. He's got that look in his eye. <laughs> you know? Not because AJ's on here. However, Middle Tennessee State's a little intriguing. Because last year, and I just want to pull this up, make sure I, I don't overspeak here. But when I was looking at this, uh, not, yeah. Not last year, but the year before. Didn't Middle Tennessee State hang in there against them? I, mean, I thought it was, I thought it was last year. Maybe it was here before. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, TSU, though. I mean, they've been pretty tough the last couple of years. They, yeah, they're they're a tough. Uh, they got five offensive, seven defensive back. Um, But, you know, last year. Let, no, it was Miami they went and beat, 45-31. Yeah. And then the Hawaii Bowl, they beat San Diego State 25-23. But you look at it on the other part, they had uh, at James Madison to kick off the year last year, they lost 44-7. So, mm-hmm. look, I can't lay 39.5. But, you know, if this thing got up to 42, I'd have to tinker with Tennessee State. Yeah. But no play. All right. We'll jump to the next one. Uh, Nevada at USC. USC laying 38 at home. Ton of points here. Yeah, Nevada blows, though, man. God, they're so bad. <laughs> I mean, God. Listen. Hey, don't pull any punches. Tell us how you really feel. Listen, them. they blow like a homeless crackhead in San Francisco looking for one more hit. I mean, God bless. They're bad. So, Jesus. <laughs> there, there's no way I can hop out there with them. <laughs> he can't what? even recover from go? that. <laughs> what? We've lost Josh. What? He's, he's, he's what? What's wrong? What are you doing? What are you laughing? We're running a show here. Uh, well, if you wouldn't say insane things, what's insane? I mean, that's I lost, how bad they blow. He's. I've yeah. lost his video. Even I don't even know where he went. I got you. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> Uh, why does it have to be San Francisco? Why are you always going yeah, to San Francisco? Right? Well, I mean, have you saw that place lately? Uh, I, it's I like a war of... zone. I'll be there well, in a couple weeks. Come on, there's crackheads all over the place. Come on, you can No, just, listen, you know? San Francisco is really, I mean, it's really ruined it for me because it's a place <laughs> I've always wanted to go. <laughs> I mean, when you look at the streets and they were talking about like how they're just robbing people, like you got kids walking down the street. I mean, it's bad, man. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah, and it's I've good. Heard. San Francisco should be one of the five. Mo- I mean, look, a uh, full house, you know, with the, mm-hmm. the, the bridge. It's beautiful there on the water. I mean, we were there last year. I will say uh, Salesforce is 
based out of San Francisco, and they have that big Dreamforce wow. conference there every year. So it was when we were there last year. It was very clean and tidy. I think they did that on purpose, kind of clean things up before fifty thousand people came in there for that thing. Um, well, so I don't know if that's the most accurate representation of what that city looks like when there's not fifty thousand extra people hanging out there for work. Um, but I mean, it was it's beautiful there on the water. Um, yeah, I mean, from the little bit I saw, it looked looked like a cool place. So you know what they should do with the old Coliseum. You know what they should do with the old Coliseum once uh-huh. the A's move. They should make a big homeless facility. Mm, I don't think that's a good idea. Well, I mean, you just why don't they just let them? You know, take over the. Take over the, you know, the folks that live there. They just move right in, right? Like to, you know, that's what they were talking about too. They're like, was it San Francisco where they're like, you should open up your homes or something like that, you know? Or if you have yeah, an extra spare like room or something, you know? What? Yeah, they were like, I think it was San Francisco. And they're like, if you have spare room, or maybe it was for the migrants, I can't remember. But yeah, yeah. not a bad yeah. idea. I mean, they can hang out with the possums, you know? So yeah. Or the raccoon. What is it? Possum or raccoon? Possum. It's possum. It's possum. Yeah. Old possy. Yeah. All right. So that thing's on. Listen, that that possum in Oakland's on as many steroids as Canseco was at his time at Oakland. I mean, both of those things are just jacked. Yeah, that's probably true. All right. So obviously we went way off track here. Uh, Nevada UFC or USC. Obviously Nevada not very good. Yeah. Um, Thirty eighth though for UFC's law points. Yeah, I don't want any parts of it. I'm not stepping in front of USC. And what'd you put it on here to talk about? Well, I mean, because it was a big game. You know, everybody wants to hear about USC, but they're going to roll. But you can't, you can't take Nevada is horrible. Yeah, right. But when you have the sixth ranked team in the country, you got to talk about them. Look, USC. I mean, they got if they when they went fifty six twenty eight. I mean, they're they're probably going to cover that number again. There's no way I'm laying thirty eight. I'm just saying Nevada is horrific. Uh, I think you made that really clear. Struggling. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, next one: West Virginia at Penn Not State. Like Penn State laying twenty-one at home. Uh, that's too many points. I like West Virginia here. Uh, I like I the Mountaineers. Obviously, I'm wearing the West Virginia hat today. Thought I'd. I don't know if I like West stuff. Virginia. Listen, Penn State's ranked like fifth, sixth offense, seven. Yeah, defense. but they shouldn't be that high. Let's Drew Aller, the sophomore quarterback. But listen, I can't, I can't subscribe to this. I can't, <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know who paid money for that ranking. Cause you had to pay money to get it. I, I, I don't see, I think they've had a lot better teams, um, at Penn state than this team, how this team is getting so much pub. I just, I, I'm sorry guys. I don't see it. They're going to have to, and again, listen, this team is not better than the Trace McSorley, Saquon Barkley teams. No way. No No way. Now look, West Virginia, five offense, six defense, the punter, uh, Garrett Green, the junior quarterback. I mean, they got four of the five offensive linemen back. That's going to be their strength. Um, you know, new offensive coordinator, Chad Scott, um, you know, he comes over from Purdue. So, you know, I, I don't, there's just no way. There's no way I'm laying 21 with Penn state. 
That's a lot. Uh, now, I'm not taking West Virginia because I don't think West Virginia is going to be very good either. I mean, they were 5-7 and seven last year, and I think there's a really good chance they're going to be worse this year than they were last year. Really? But yeah, I, I think West Virginia is in a weird transition phase. I, I think, yeah. uh, and I think Neil Brown is going to be gone after this year. Um, this is his fifth year there. He really hasn't gotten it done. West Virginia's been on kind of this slow decline the past yeah. couple of years. Uh, ironically, since Geno Smith left, can't believe I'm even saying that. Uh, but but West Virginia, they're just not. But again. Penn State laying 21. Yeah, I, yeah, I'll pass. Mm. Now, that's a big NBC game, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's a 7.30 so, NBC yeah. game. So, there will be a lot of eyes on it. And, again, anytime James Franklin, you put more eyes on him, eh, it doesn't work out well. <laughs> All right, next one we have North Carolina at South Carolina. North Carolina laying two and a half on the road. I think this is going to be a good game. Now, we know North Carolina is going to score. But they also don't know how to play defense, so South Carolina's going to score. So this should be interesting. Yeah, this one is at Panther Stadium, Bank of America Stadium there in Charlotte. Uh, a neutral site, quote-unquote, but really a home game uh, for the Tar Heels there right down the road. But listen, I, I like if this thing goes to three and I can get to three and a half, South Carolina, I think, could be the play here. Spencer Rattler, what Beamer did with that South Carolina team, I'm telling you. Now listen, they only got four starters coming back. Right. And, but they did a lot of work through the transfer portal. But I think South Carolina is going to be a handful for a lot of teams. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. I, agree I, I really think, and I don't think North Carolina is any good. I mean, look, I know you got Drake May. They can score. Uh, but can you, disclaimer on that, but can you score against SEC type defenses? Yeah. We'll see. I, I, I haven't seen that yet. I just think, like I said, if I can get more than a field goal, I would be really intrigued with South Carolina. I really would. I, I think South Carolina could be could be a play. We got to see how the line moves throughout the week and all that. Mm -hmm. Man, this uh, just quick spin. Um, watching TV or got TV going here. Dallas Giants just moved to Dallas minus four. Hmm. That line just keeps creeping up. Jets line moved to two and a half. It was one and a half last week. A lot of Buffalo money coming in. Hmm. They must hmm. have saw that Jets offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. All right. We'll look at the next one here. Toledo at Illinois. Illinois laying nine. Holy Illinois Toledo. Miss Bielema's back. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Please, no. I forgot. How did I forget? I don't know, but I forgot. You know, I just never mind. <laughs> I haven't even seen a picture of this lady. Like, I just yeah. what? Well, I don't oh, go stalking you... other people's wives and or girlfriends. Like, you pull do. it up. Really not pull high it on up. My priority pull it up. Pull it up. Pull it up. AJ, do you know who I'm talking about? The white. What's her last? Well, how do you spell their last name again? Bilama. B i l l. That's not how you spell it, you idiot. How do you spell it? Bielema. Well, that's not how you spell it. Nice job. How do you pronounce it? No. Uh, uh, I don't even know how, how well we would even guess how to spell that. But um, If you just type in Brett Bielema wife, it'll kind of spell check it for you. Well, yeah. how do you know that? Because you probably. Yes, I did Google it. 
Want some action shots? Jen. Weirdo. First thing comes up. Jen Helsberg Bielema, Arkansas coach Brett Bielema's yeah, yeah. wife. <laughs> I told you. I'm not the only guy. Everybody's a first Ooh, thing. First thing on, on Google when you type there in you Brett go. Bielema. See, I just Google knows what's name. Google knows Such what's going on. Such a creep, dude. Like, it was creeping. on Google. And creeping on other people's wives. Is it was like, on I Google. Like I feel like that is guy code no-no. Like, And this website is sketchy. I think I'm going to get a virus from this site. <laughs> I stay on here. I need to get... It's probably why John's upload's so slow. All those viruses he's got on his laptop. <laughs> Searching listen, Brett Bielema's wife. Yeah. It even said on Google, hot wife. Yeah. God, you're so weird. All right, back to the game. Did you all Toledo, see, y'all still haven't responded to it? Yeah, I saw the picture. She looks like a nice lady. Yeah, a nice looks like lady. a lovely, lovely. She yeah. looks like a smoke show, boys. <laughs> Such a creep, dude. <laughs> like, I just that's yeah, how all those that's how all those fires start in California. She walked down the runway. All right, focus, focus. Toledo at Illinois. Illinois land nine at home. How do we feel about the game? <laughs> doesn't matter as long as she attends listen i i I like illinois listen what brett bielema's did you know for whatever reason again some schools just aren't fits right like i know he went to the sec and and that didn't work out um there at arkansas you know he had some flashes but never like they could never turn the corner brett bielema just fits in the big 10 right i'd agree with that for he, sure. he fits. Brett Bielema is a heck of a coach, man. You just look at him over there on the sidelines and you're like, dude, that's a football coach. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, you know how you just look at some guys and be like, yeah, that guy, he's a football coach. And I, I love what he's did there. I think with uh, Illinois, you know, they got 14 starters back, six offense, six defense. Again, we always talk about offensive line. They got three of those back. Isaiah Williams, Pat Bryant, their wide receivers. Now, uh, I'm going to be very interested to see here. Um, you know, they had new offensive coordinator, Barry Lunny Jr. He really got it going last year. Uh, they have to replace Tommy DeVito, not Danny DeVito's grandson, um, <laughs> and Chase Brown. Weird. So hey, you got it last night for the, uh, for the Cowboys. I saw, huh? Yeah. He was getting a little playing time last night for the Cowboys. He, he was getting a little, he was getting a little run time. So, you know, um, now, Luke, but here's the thing. Uh, they get Luke Altmeyer, right? Which, if y'all remember, uh, Luke Altmeyer was the quarterback that came in there in the Sugar Bowl when Corral got hurt for Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. So, uh, getting an SEC quarterback, now he's unproven, but I like what they're doing there. And again, I think the defense uh, is going to be stout. They lost a lot in the in the secondary. Um, but he was eight and five last year. Um, but all their games were close last year. All their games, but like one were like that they lost, like they lost at Indiana 23, 20. And then a lot of their wins were blowouts. I mean, they went to Wisconsin blew out. Iowa they won nine to six, but like Michigan state, they lost that by eight Purdue by seven at Michigan. They lost by two. So all their losses were like one point. Their four losses in the regular season were all by one score, right? And then the ones they won, they blew people out again. Danny DeVito's great-great-grandson and Chase Brown. I mean, Chase Brown's a beast at running back. 
you got to replace them. But I think with Luke Altmaier, I think Illinois is going to have a really, really good year. Um, and I think they could mirror that record they had last year. I think they could mirror that. With that being said, uh, I'm not really about laying nine. Toledo has a really good program. They always do things really well. They got eight offensive, seven defensive starters, and they got that beast quarterback, Daquan Finn, back. I think if I was going to play the game, I would take Toledo. But again, kind of to circle back, if Utah, if Cam Rising's playing, again, maybe a little parlay, money line, Utah, Illinois, Washington. You got three favorites three home teams mm-hmm. kind of sketchy whether they'll all cover the spread but i think they all eke out the win all right i stand corrected by the way tommy devito is actually on the giants not the cowboys so no uh, oh. just in case anyone's fact checking me out there yeah, oh there look they fact, fact checkers check- out there listen there's a lot of fact checkers because like i made that white Sox comment and i was like yeah they haven't did anything since they played the astros in like 2003 four or five and I guess our clip just said 2003. So, like, everybody's like, they won the World Series in 2005. Shut <laughs> yeah. the hell up. That's and what I, I com- said. And still, I they won a World Series in 2005. They're still irrelevant. Thanks for proving my point. Yeah. The lone actually, White Sox fan with his little White Sox bear sitting in his He-Man underwear, scratching his balls, is fact-checking me. Get a job, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I messaged somebody back because they were like, they won it in 2005. And I was like, you do realize that was almost two decades ago, right? Like, <laughs> nice. It's been 18 years. Yes. They've Thanks done for proving my since. point. They still blow. Yeah. I'm glad we're all on the same page. Well, now. I think people, and, and I, I think we're all guilty of this, right? You hear 2005 and you're like, ah, it's not too long ago. And then you're like, oh shit, it's almost two decades ago. So, yeah. you know, crazy. I get it. It's crazy. All right. Washington Commanders line has moved from six. To they are not seven. the Commanders. They are the Redskins. Oh, Redskins. Hey, I heard Sorry. a rumor. Uh, what about, uh, I know, I guess we might get into this, but I heard a rumor that the Cardinals might be cutting Colt McCoy. They're really trying to finish last. <laughs> like, they're trying. <laughs> they're they, cutting I mean, Colt McCoy. Yeah, I was like, for what? Starting week one. But then I saw they traded for Josh Dobbs. And listen, Isaiah Simmons to the Giants and that defense. Yeah. Why would the Cardinals, why would you, I mean, you just drafted the guy with the sixth pick like two years ago. Mm. I mean, Isaiah Simmons is a beast. I did say, I did see that it looks like, I mean, rumors are swirling. Kyler Murray won't even suit up this year. He's not going to play at all. I think so. this whole thing's going to be fascinating. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. All right, Northwestern at Rutgers. Rutgers laying six and a half at home. Look at old Rutgers. Listen, man, Northwestern, everything they went through with Pat Fitzgerald and apparently, you know, the hazing, slapping guys on the booty with towels or whatever they were doing there. Um, Is that really what it was? I don't know, man. I I, I try to stay out of all that stuff. They'll just piss yeah. you off. Yeah, I mean, look, when I was in high school, they – I remember us, you know, football for uh, like freshmen that got on. Now, somehow I didn't get, you know, hazed as a freshman, even though I, I started on varsity and all that. But then like my sophomore year and on, I remember like us tying uh, players to trees naked right like duct tape like we would it was like a party and like we grabbed them took their clothes all duct taped them to the tree except and left like you know just two duct tapes and duct taped them to the tree out in the middle of nowhere and the girls cheerleaders of course you know they got 
poor kids are naked. Girls cheerleaders would come up and just like put chocolate syrup all over them. And we'd go back and get them like two hours later. Yeesh. Yeah, I always man. say, you know, what I don't think we scarred anybody. I mean, no, surely not. Nah, probably not. What up? What happens in a football locker room? I think a lot of people would really be concerned oh. about their children. <laughs> they get borders on homosexual, like very almost by the minute, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I don't know. Maybe no, I just wonder how, how things are different now, because when I was growing up, it was, Man. Yeah, swirlies were a thing when I was in high school. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, Absolutely. listen. I mean, again, thankfully, I was really good at football and basketball uh, out in great old Lexington, Missouri. There, so I didn't have to worry about it. So, for I mean, seniors just took to me, and I was just like, I was like, okay, I'll just play my position. Yeah. <laughs> so I never went through pitch. some of that stuff that some of the other kids went through, but man, some of them like just went through mm-hmm. hell. The hell and I that was makes like, him tougher though but yeah. listen they, you know they all laughed about it it was just a tradition we nobody ever got hurt i mean you know looking back on it what i would give for somebody to duct tape me naked to a tree and have cheerleaders squirting chocolate syrup all over me <laughs> i mean oh, gosh. That's, that's that would dream of a friday, friday night, night wouldn't it yeah you know that's now that's frowned upon it's kind of yeah. like uh remember those old uh internet commercials with the baby where he's like in the jail behind the crib and he was like apparently that's frowned upon you remember that no no and he was like solitaire i get it solitary or whatever I mean, yeah, yeah i'm talking solitary about. E- maybe it was you just E-trade. cannot speak can you maybe it was e-trade or something back in the day yeah maybe it was e- e-trade that's actually sounds familiar all right we gotta get back to this all right oregon state at san jose state oregon love state san jose 17 state. on the road no way DJ or Lugalay ugly throw should be laying 17 and a half to anybody. Listen, yeah. all San Jose State has to do is line the field with Dr. Pepper and they'll pick him off four times. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works, but yeah, all right. All right, we're going to jump to the next one then. LSU at Florida State. LSU laying two and a half. I'm really excited for this game. I think it's going to be a great game. Um, probably game of the week. Yeah, How LSU. We feel this time, I think I think LSU gets it done here. Listen, we lost a big triple unit to open the week last year. Remember, we had a triple unit on LSU money line, uh, and they did everything. That was a mistake. Uh, well, listen, remember how this went: two missed field goals, a blocked field no. goal. Two of those field goals were inside yep. twenty-five yards, and Brian Kelly looked lost. A block punt. All, I mean, it was just a disaster. And Florida State still only won the game by what? One, two, three. It was less than four. It was very, very close, yeah. So, uh, and that was in the Superdome. Now this, but, you know, so that was supposed to be a neutral site, but it was still right there at LSU. Same thing this year, supposed to be neutral site, but it's in Orlando. So not a very long drive for for Florida State there. But I love LSU here. Is that Uh, storm going to affect this game? Well, it's indoors. Why would it? Oh, okay. I mean, I drive to the game with windshield wipers on. I didn't know. Come on, people. Tough. We were just talking about Haves, and now we don't want people to drive with that. I, I, I didn't know it was indoors. I mean, put some of those. Uh, I mean, look, Michelin. But I mean, has still, this. if category NASCAR guys drive in the rain now, I'm sure everybody else can manage to get to the stadium on the Disney bus. Okay, we'll see. 
It's tough, so man. listen, I really like LSU here a lot. I mean, I can't, I think LSU is in the college football playoff. I think LSU is a top four team in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with that. My, my personal John preseason ranking, I have them ranked number three. Uh, I just really, really like LSU. I think they get this thing done. I'm not into laying two and a half because I do think this will be a nail biter. So listen, something like 31, 30, 24, 23, uh, 24, 22, something stupid I can see. So I'm not laying points. LSU minus 140 for your lungs <laughs> and a kidney. I'm not doing that. No triple units to start the season, John. <laughs> we shall. Let's ease into it. No, 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 no. Not doing that again. All right. We'll look at the Monday game here. Uh, Clemson at Duke, Clemson laying 12 and a half. Couldn't they have found a better game for Monday? You know, you say that, but I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I know the whole world is on Clemson, but be very, very careful. My friends, Clemson, 16 returning starters. Uh, Garrett Riley comes over the offensive coordinator from TCU. We talked about that seven offense, eight defense, but I still don't know about Cade Klubnick. Uh, I don't know if he's been clubbing or if he's been working on the field. So we'll see how that goes. But listen, Duke, 17 returning starters, eight offense, seven defense. Okay. Uh, Riley Leonard, the quarterback comes back. They got the whole left side of the offensive line back. All their skill players are back on defense. They returned the whole defensive line back. They got the kicker, the punter, both of those seniors. And then when you look at this man, they didn't have to play uh, Clemson last year, but Central Florida, that was supposed to be so great. They beat them 30 to 13 in the bowl game. And listen, this Duke team was nine and four last year, and you got all that coming back. Yeah. And you're at home. Duke will never get an ESPN game again the rest of the year. I just would say tread lightly because when's the last time in a big spot like. I really like Dabo Sweeney. I'm a huge Dabo Sweeney guy. And I think getting Garrett Riley, the offensive coordinator from TCU, is going to change them dramatically. But AJ Chop, this ain't the same Clemson program with Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence that was blowing people out. Yeah, true. So two touchdowns on the road against a solid team isn't a slam dunk like it used to be. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think Duke has any shot of winning the game, but all you need here is for Clemson to be up 17, 20 points and a late backdoor touchdown. Screw you. So I'm not interested in laying 12 and a half, 13 points. Again, I think Clemson gets the win, but I think this game has the opportunity. I'm not taking Duke. I'm not betting Duke. I just think the game has the opportunity to be sneaky closer than people think. I agree with that. All right, we are going to turn our attention to some quick NFL news here. Um, Josh Jacobs has signed a one-year deal. What, $12 million? So that got done. John Stradamus was right again. Yeah, you got one right every now and then. How do we feel about this? Obviously, he's huge for the Raiders. Yeah, he's huge for the Raiders. Look, I think the Raiders, uh, you know, Tom Brady gave the pregame speech to Jimmy G, tell him go out there and ruin their lives in the last preseason game. So Brady's already in preseason form and is all white pants, all white shirt, giving pregame uh, press uh, game talks to the team. It, listen, the Raiders are going to probably look pretty good early. Is uh, 
Jimmy G, all he does is win games. Now he's like he has to stay healthy. He's like Tua. He's not going to play every game. I mean, you just got to accept. Now we're that. back on the Tua bashing again. Well, but listen, when Jimmy G's out there, he wins like freaking eighty percent of his games. So, mm-hmm. you know, the Raiders are going to have their spots where they look good. They trip up teams. Like if you ask me, hey, can you see the Raiders upsetting the Chiefs or Chargers? Is Jimmy G playing? Then yeah, I can. Right, because he's going to get the ball to Renfro. He's going to get the ball to Devontae Adams. They got Michael Mayer. So, and Josh Jacobs, you just got maybe that helps Jimmy G play a couple more games because he can just turn around and hand it off to the leading rusher. And I really like their D. Look, Max Crosby, they got some pieces. They do. Now, do I think the Raiders are a playoff team? No, I think they're probably seven and 10. I think McDaniels probably gets canned. But look, uh, I wish I could say the Raiders were going to be two and 15 and bring that whole roster back, draft cable of Williams and hire, you know, Jim Harbaugh. I think that's the perfect scenario for him. But yeah, you know, I, I think, uh, I think the Raiders will hang in there. All right. We'll look at the next one. This one, I, I think we all thought Trey Lance was going to get moved somewhere. I can't wait to hear but, AJ's take on this. But He's Trey so Lance this morning. to Dallas makes not a lot of sense. And you already had a really good backup quarterback in Cooper Rush. I don't understand this move by Dallas. I, I, I don't get this one. I cannot wait for a- AJ. You go first. You've been I'm so befuddled this morning. I mean, we. I think we've gone over this ad nauseum at this point, right? Like what they gave up for him. Um, yeah, what they know, four to, first round picks they've traded away at this point in the last just to just to get a mid round pick and just get out get him out of there and and. Mm-hmm lose the distraction to Dallas. I mean, I don't know. Are we, I'm wondering if there's, you know, this is your insurance policy against Dak, you know, depending on how he he does this year. Um, But is your thought that maybe you go away from Dak, you start Cooper and Trey Lance is your backup. Cause Lance isn't hopping Cooper rush at this point. No, Cooper rush played very well last year. I mean, yeah, I mean, so I don't, I don't, that's why the move for Dallas kind of confuses me because you have a solid backup quarterback. Lance is not, and there was a lot of talk like, oh, Trey Lance is going to come in and be the backup. You're not beating out Cooper Rush. Not right no, now. Couldn't even beat out Brock Purdy. So. Yeah, so I, I don't really understand this one. I mean, I just think it's a, you know, it's an, it's a shiny thing that Jerry looks at and goes, yeah. yeah Jerry that. needed a shiny toy. Uh, yeah, he just, he, he, you know, he likes his shiny toys and he hadn't had one in a while. So he was yeah. kind of, you know, money was burning a hole in his pocket, as they say. When you have that much, I guess it it has a tendency to do that. Maybe I don't know. Yep. No, I don't have have that much. I I don't even know if this guy. I can't see a scenario where he starts ever again for any team. Well, is Dallas going to carry three quarterbacks? I don't. Well, most teams don't. I mean, depends on the situation. In in some situations, it does make sense to, but for them, I don't know. I, I I haven't looked at their depth chart, but I don't know if it does make sense to carry three quarterbacks. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. I have a, I have a lot of questions on this one. I just yeah, I don't understand the move. And then, like, are you gonna carry three? I I don't know. Probably not. Well, a couple things here that to bring to light. One, you know, Trey Lance went to Kyle Shanahan and said, "I want the opportunity to go somewhere to be a number two. Mm-hmm. That right there is a huge sign that Trey Lance knows he's not an NFL quarterback. And like, cause most guys say, I want the opportunity to start kind of like Baker did. Right. Mm-hmm. This guy's saying he wants the opportunity to be a number two. 
Then Shanahan goes on to say, uh, you know, we got a fourth round pick, which is a little better than we thought we would get for him. I mean, that's basically like saying you've gotten more return on your investment at GameStop than you did trading a guy that you drafted number three. Okay. Third, then Shanahan backtracks and is like, you know, uh, I always felt like I let Trey down. I mean, I wanted him to come here. I believe in Trey. I believe in him before we took him, and I'm responsible for that. I didn't want to throw him into the heat of battle right away, but I thought he needed to play. So we tried to figure out every way to do that. I mean, if I can look back in hindsight, he broke that finger on a helmet on that fourth preseason game against the Raiders. I wish I put hadn't put him in a play that had him break his finger, but I think I hurt him that his first year. Um, uh, and he goes on to say, I just always feel like I let trade down. That tells me that Shanahan's trying to step in front of this and take the heat mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there is going, listen, I'm telling you right now, if they do not get back to the NFC championship game, somebody's going and it ain't good. You can't get rid of Kyle Shanahan. John Lynch is going to be gone. I don't care what you've brought in, dude. Don't care what you've done. This Trey Lance thing is a black eye. Yep. To pivot on the Dallas side. (laughs) What about that? That's what I'm saying. I mean, Jerry Jones, you're so enamored with Dak. Why would you even fool with this? Yeah. Why would you even give up a fourth round pick for this? I would like, like this made sense for Minnesota because Kirk Cousins is a free agent. This would have made sense for the Miami Dolphins. Don't beat me up, but you know, two in out of the lineup. This would have made sense for the Raiders, right? Okay, maybe he competes with Aiden O'Connell. Okay, maybe. Uh, this would have made sense for the Kansas city chiefs, because they love, you know, resurrecting quarterbacks. That's what Andy Reid does. This to Dallas makes no sense. It doesn't other than to tell you they're hoping maybe the kid develops because they know Dak Prescott blows. They know he's not the guy. That's the only thing that makes logical sense. But this whole thing, I tell you what, I mean, if you can't beat out Sam Darnold for the number two, it's really, really unfortunate. And it goes back to what I always say. Ceilings are great to talk about. We all have ceilings that are way higher, but are you? it's kind of like sports handicapping. Are you willing to outwork people? Are you willing to get up at four in the morning and outwork me? No. Are you willing to study and go through every nick and cranny? No. That's why there's nobody better. So it's the same thing. Does Trey Lance, yeah, his ceiling might be great, like Anthony Richardson. You know, I heard about Jamarcus Russell, how much his ceiling was. Well, guess what? You put a little scissor in front of him, all of a sudden he's under the basement. All right, so ceilings mean nothing if you aren't smart enough or you don't have the inside want to. And I don't know if Trey Lance has this, but i tell you what, I think it creates huge, huge animosity down the road if the 49ers don't reach the pinnacle. And again, I like Brock Purdy, but I don't see him hoisting the Lombardi. I don't think he's that type of guy. 
It'll be interesting to see for San Fran. Like I, I, I think I agree with both of you. It's I just don't understand the move for Dallas. If you couldn't beat out Darnold, you're not going to beat out Cooper Rush. Not anytime soon. Is the plan for Dallas to just go away from Dak? And I mean, I just I don't get. I don't. You're going to have a fourth round pick. I mean, you can pull some nice talent in the fourth round of the Absolutely. NFL hey, draft. Look, so like when this Dak deal comes around, AJ, yes or no? When he gets this new deal, once all this stuff's like. You're going to have to pay Dak like $60 million a year. Not happening. I don't see how you can do that. No, you got to draft a quarterback. Look, your team is too good. Dallas has a great roster, but I mean. Said it. Call me crazy. I thought they looked better with Cooper Rush at quarterback. I, I, they, they did. They better hope they win week one at the Giants. That's all I got to say. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a big game. All right, so preseason is over. What are our takeaways here, boys? Going into the regular season, was there anything in preseason you saw that stands out to you? What are you looking forward to for the regular season? Give us right your here, thoughts rapid on fire. What do you yeah. got, AJ? I thought Aaron Rodgers looked great yesterday. He did. <laughs> that first drive, he did not look good. He was a very no, frustrated no. individual. Yeah. But then, like that second when he was throwing darts. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm serious, but at the same time, I just, the preseason was so tough. I mean, we got to see some faces, right? And I was really surprised uh, to see like, you know, some starters out there. Uh, But man, I don't know if I got anything like a big takeaway from what Mm -hmm. I saw. You know, I mean, we went to a preseason game a couple nights ago and, you know, it's just, it's hard to have any takeaways, right? When you're not seeing, you're not seeing the first teams out there the whole time. You're not seeing... Uh, the schemes drawn up that they're probably going to be running and it's just kind of like practice, you know? So uh, I don't know. I think week one is going to be very exciting. I think it's going to change everything, but I was glad to see the Ravens get beat too. That was kind of cool. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I was glad to see the Ravens get beat. Uh, a couple takeaways is I still don't know how good the Ritzkins really can be. Like everybody's right. picking them and I'm like, how yeah, was my takeaway? I thought Sam Howell looked very, very good in the preseason. I'll give it to him. Yeah, so I don't I don't know about that. I want I'm so interested to see this first this kickoff game with the Chiefs. Uh I want to see how their now the line secondary is their weak part. So I want to see how this Chiefs receiving corpse and without Chris Jones core <laughs> receiving core, you no, idiot. It's, it's a corpse. Have you saw their receivers? We've been through this. Gonna, they're going to be fine. And uh, can Detroit buy into the hype, right? Okay. San Francisco, my takeaway is, okay, let's see if Kyle Shanahan can do this again because he has been a wizard, but I just wonder if he's he's pressing his luck. You saw a little bit of Aaron Rodgers. I, I saw what the Jets could be, AJ, to your point. I saw a little bit of Lamar uh, Odell that looked pretty good. The Rams and Cardinals, both of those teams, you know, I thought the Rams were going to have a bounce back. You know, I didn't say playoffs, but man, they looked really bad in the preseason. Not one Seattle win, looked good. Not one win, didn't even sniff a win. Seattle did look good. Um, but I think the biggest takeaway was shown in my preseason who wins divisions, who makes playoffs is I think the giants and I pivoted and put them in the playoffs. Their giants could be pretty good. Sneaky good. And now with Isaiah Simmons, like bringing in Waller, drafting high, bringing in the RBC, like 
Giants Giants are my big are my biggest eye opener of the preseason to where I'm like, okay, yeah, that team that team's that team could be good. I think my takeaway is like I said, Sam Howe, I thought he looked good. Be interesting to see him and be enemy how they work in Washington. I he looked better than I thought he was gonna look, so yeah. um other takeaway, I did think Seattle looked really good. Um Stroud looked better as the preseason went on. Man, he didn't look great to start, but he did kind of pick it up and looked a little better. Um, Bryce Young looked pretty good. It struggled in the beginning, but I think he's looked better as preseason's gone on you, as well. As the season goes on, they won't yep. be very good at the beginning, but I'm telling you, the back half of the year, Bryce Young's going to finish top 15 yep. QBR. I'm telling you, he's. it's just going to take him a while to get together because they're going to have to play patchwork with that offensive line. Yeah, for sure. I think Derek Carr looked good for New Orleans. Uh, I think the Saints are going to be very, very good. They're so sneaky good. They're sneaky um, good. And then, obviously, takeaway for the Chiefs is I, Chris Jones at this point. I, I have no idea what's going to happen here. I don't think he's going to play week one, boys. I think we're going to be without Chris Jones for a while. So It's going to hurt. Hey, last note before we get out of here. The other team, Pittsburgh Steelers, won the preseason. Yeah, Pittsburgh looked good. Pittsburgh looked very good. Very, very good, How which so? we, we thought they would. What do you mean they won the preseason? They, I think they looked better than any team the whole preseason. Mm. Yeah, they did. Oh, Kenny Pickett looked good, man. Oh, Kenny Pickett. Oh, Kenny Pickett, Pickett selling tickets. <laughs> All right, John Boy, what do you got in John's betting core to send us off into the week? What do you got? Listen, visit the website, bccsports.com. Uh, or you can email me, John at BCCC, uh, John at BCCSports.com. Uh, listen, guys, Thursday, we're going to have plays. Saturday, we're going to have plays. Football season's here. Do not mess around. Start from the, from the very beginning, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's total foolproof for you. You come on the first month, if I'm not at least six units over, uh, in September, you get October half off. Okay. So there's absolutely nothing to lose here. Just give me a shot. I swear it'll be the best investment ever. Uh, I'm not a salesman. I'm a gambler first, a handicapper second. So when you lose, I lose. When you win, I win. Okay. So we're in this together. I follow a strict set of rules. I follow a strict set of money management that I want you to follow. I'm not about just turning over business and how many people I can get. I want good people that actually want to make money. Hop on board. It's going to be a great, great football season. Last year between college and NFL, uh, we picked at 68%, and uh, we were over 100 games over between the two. So it's going to be a phenomenal year. Hop on for the ride. Absolutely. I think we're we're really excited for football season here to get this thing going. Obviously, we're going to have two episodes a week for you starting too, so you're going to get even more content from us. Uh, tune in Thursday night. We're going to have a fantasy draft show. Obviously, we're going to talk about some news and stuff in between picks, but uh, excited for that first annual BCCS Sports Fantasy Football League. So we're going to have some fun stuff as the season goes on for you guys from fantasy as well. Um, but yeah, looking forward to the football season, looking forward to a full slate of college games. I like how college has their their first weekend where it's just college. Yeah, because uh, I really enjoy college football. Yeah. I probably enjoy watching college more than I do the NFL. Um, so I'm excited for some college football this weekend. So football is back. Excited. Uh, hope you guys have a great week. Obviously, we'll be back on Thursday and we'll be back with two episodes for you again next week. So 
get out there, enjoy the week. Uh, football's here. Enjoy all the games, and we will talk to you guys again soon. God bless. Love you, my winners. BCCSSports.com. John at BCCC, uh, John at BCCSSports.com. I did that twice. Sign up. Yeah.